Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2051. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Bonaire, Georgia, not too far from Atlanta, where it's, I hear it's a little rainy today with a very special guest by the name of Jeremy Winters. Jeremy, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear? And are you ready to release the clutch? Yes, sir. Let's get going. All right. We're going to have some fun today talking about painting and cool cars and all of that. But before I give you a proper introduction, maybe what's one little thing people don't know about you, Jeremy? Uh, on top of being a painter for almost 20 years, uh, I fell down that rabbit hole when I wanted to be a musician and found out there were so many more people better at it than I was. You know, this is interesting because I've had several people as guests here that started off, and in the case of, of course, a mutual friend of ours, Kevin, mm -hmm. was in the business. and then, Yeah, and then kind of decided, uh, maybe this isn't for me, or it's super competitive, or very, very challenging. I look at the music industry like the sports industry. It is, it's a tough one to get into, right? It, it really is. And for me, it was, you know, I didn't get into cars until I was, you know, in my in my late teens. So being able to focus all of my teenage years on music and that's what I was going to do. And then I started seeing more and more digital stuff coming and kind of, you know, the, the, the rock bands and all that. They were just going a completely different direction than what I liked. And I was like, you know what? These guys are much better at what they're doing. And the odds of me making it, you have to be realistic sometimes. The odds of me making it doing that, eh, so... <laughs> Well, yeah, sometimes that come to Jesus moment is a reality. You have to realize, ah, this is going to be pretty tough to do. But uh, mm -hmm. the great thing about music is you can still enjoy it. And were you a uh, singer? Do you play instruments? I, I could do a, a really good rhythm guitar, uh, much like how how I just said, you bow out when you don't know what you're doing. Uh, the lead guitar guys are, are amazing. Let them do their thing. I did vocals and I did a rhythm guitar. Very cool. All right. Well, we'll have some fun here and uh, be thinking about rock and roll and some fun times. Jeremy Winters is the marketing and content creator for AccuDraft Paint Boost, where for over 35 years, they have served multiple industries in the market across the Western Hemisphere. He spent, like he said, 18 to 20 years in the body repair business, mostly doing collision and resto paint work. He earned a master certificate for paint work from Exalta. And after years in the shop, Jeremy joined the AccuDraft team in their marketing department to help promote them. That's what brought him here. He worked with past Cars yeah guests Kevin Tates and Ian Johnson on their shows, Hands on Cars, Big Tire Garage, and Four Wheeler on Motor Trend. And you know what? I flipped the mic on him today because he hosted the Booth Talk podcast for several years where they produced live stream discussions covering painting techniques and talking shop in a fireside chat format. And that's where he met our mutual friend, Kevin. We'll mm -hmm. be back in just a moment, but first a word from our valued sponsor. So please give them a little listen and we'll be right back. Covercraft has the most complete line of custom seat covers available. Choose between the polycotton seat savers, Endura Precision Fit custom seat covers, Leatherette Precision Fit custom seat covers, and their durable Carhartt seat covers. 
They're all easy to install and remove. And guess what? They're machine washable too. Easy cleanup to make them look brand new. No more worries about the kids spilling on your seats or your pets damaging your expensive upholstery or leather. Covercraft's quality seat covers protect from damaging pet claws, pet fur, hair, mud, moisture, food, drink spills, drool from permanently damaging your vehicle's fine surfaces. Headrest and armrest covers and color options are also available on many of the styles. And I've got a great offer for you. If you use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21 at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off plus free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping with the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Visit Covercraft.com today. Last year, I changed my collector car coverage to American Collectors Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my Orange Crush. But did you know they also insure your valuable collections of automobilia and other collectibles? If you're like me, you've invested in a lot of cool collectibles over the years. Those items are valuable. And if you were to lose them in a theft or a fire, well, try to get your normal homeowner's insurance to pay you what they're worth. Good luck with that. American Collectors Insurance provides you with assurance and confidence that your collectibles are fully covered. They insure a lot of items, including automobilia, wine, baseball cards, books, figurines, die-cast models, model trains, glassware, sports memorabilia, toys, and a whole lot more. American Collectors Insurance, they've been protecting us enthusiasts since 1976. They provide you with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a long history of taking care of their clients. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Rains here at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. So, Jeremy, let's uh, go back first to your career in paint and body collision. Uh, This is near and dear to my heart because two of my favorite sponsors here, TechForce and RPM Foundation, are all about getting young people and even older people into the trades. Mm -hmm. And the trades have really kind of flipped around, I think. For a long time, everybody thought you had to go to college, you had to get a degree. (laughs) And now with college being absurdly expensive, and I think the attitudes of people who do things with their hands and do them well has really changed, which I'm really happy about. Talk a little bit about your career there and then what led you into working for this great company, AccuDraft? Well, it was uh, it was uh, something out of high school. Like I said, I didn't get into cars until, you know, my later teens. And I think I was like a junior, senior in high school. Now, I, I realized, you know, the, the sport truck scene had, was really big back in the 90s. And then the late 90s, early 2000s, it was still big. And that's what I got into was the sport truck stuff. And just seeing some of the paintwork and stuff like that, you know, you, you, you just see all these colors and all these finishes. You're like, man, that's amazing. I can do that. And we had a family-owned business growing up doing arts and crafts, uh, woodwork and toll painting. So I spent many, many hours sitting beside my mom learning brushwork. And I blame her for being, me being in the industry of uh, learning how to paint cars because all those hours were out there brushing and then doing varnishing work at five years old. It's like, it, it's your fault I'm doing this. So <laughs> dad was a hot rodder and you know mom did painting. But it, uh, it, it was just really cool to be able to get into that because I wasn't 
the the superstar student. I was a I was a B some C student, and I did not want to go to go to college. You know, I saw my brother. You know what he was going through with school, and my brother is an absolute brain. He's an IT guy, uh, does phenomenal with it. But I I knew at that point in my life that wasn't for me, and I absolutely loved cars and. I couldn't figure out another way to make a living, and then I just kind of dove headfirst into learning how to refinish and go into a trade school instead. And I remember I got laughed at by one of my teachers, and ironically, it was a teacher that I really respected because we were talking about you know what we wanted to do for a career, and I had mentioned in the paper that I had written that I wanted to go into the body shop. I wanted to do custom work and do this and that and this and that, and she just kind of turned her nose up at me and was like, why would you want to get into doing that? Hmm, that's odd. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot <laughs> and, of people uh, make a living doing that, and it's fun. Exactly. And But it's, it's all perception. And just being able to see, like what you said, you know, over the over the past number of years, just seeing how college is basically pricing itself out at a certain point, and, yeah. and it's, it's the trades are really the ones that are suffering because college has been pushed so much. You know, it's nice to see the trades being brought back into a good light. And, and I think that's something that we all need to focus on is, is being able to focus on bringing more young of uh, the younger generation into them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the painting industry has been pretty interesting to me because I'm a little more mature guy. I won't call myself old, but I've been around for a while. <laughs> and you go all the way back to different kinds of paints and trends and so forth. And then we got mm -hmm. into the water-based trends. And for a while, uh, that was great for the environment. But for paint, it was kind of a problem. But nowadays, uh, everything seems to be kind of dialed in. And you guys there at AccuDraft, I'd love for you to share a bit more about the brand. It's been around for a long time, what you guys do, who you provide your services and your products to? Well, the cool thing about AccuDraft is that we have several different clients that we that use what we have and come to us to design different booths. AccuDraft is a refinishing solutions company uh, for all across the board. We've got uh, companies such as Ford with their with their new lightning facility. You know, we've got stuff in there with them and, and other manufacturers as well. We've got uh, refinishing solutions for the rail, for marine, for automotive and body shops, of, of course, uh, the sandblasting, powder coating. We've got all sorts of different uh, cabin units for what people need out there, uh, whether you're stripping paint, applying powder coat, applying, you know, base coat, clear coats and stuff like that. We have it available to them. Uh, the neat thing is that it is a family owned business. Uh, the CEO is Guido Pippa and it was started by his father, uh, Guy Pippa, uh, 35, 40 years ago, I that's believe amazing. it was. Yeah, that's cool. And it was him and his, uh, his brother that had gone in and they had started a body shop and said, there's got to be, you know, better refinishing options out there. And lo and behold, the uh, next thing we know, here comes AccuDraft. They paired up with uh, Saima out of Italy, and AccuDraft was born, and now we make our own booths. We have uh, the AccuDraft brand, which is coming from Saima out of Italy as well. We have manufacturing in Aiken, South Carolina, that we just opened up that facility, uh, basically to be able to spread out and be able to service more and more people, make everything a little bit more accessible across the board. So out in Aiken, we have servicing, we've got parts and filters, we've got manufacturing, uh, electrical component manufacturing, booth manufacturing. It's a huge uh, 75,000 square foot facility out there. Holy cow. Yeah. So it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. And just being able to be part of the company and seeing it grow and being a part of it, uh, they they treat everybody as a family, uh, being part of the family members, and and that's the cool thing about coming into them is that I spent eighteen to twenty years working in the booths and having the chance to be able to come out and and be a part of it. 
from day one, I've been treated like family, and, and that is absolutely phenomenal. And then seeing how they treat the customers, how they relate to the customers, being able to talk to everybody, they truly do put the customer first, as well as innovation and building on what they have. So it, it's been a very, very awesome welcoming, I guess is what you could call it, uh, for going into the more of the corporate side of things. I love it. This is cool. Now, tell tell us a little bit about how I mentioned this uh, as we started talking about AccuDraft. The paint industry, this has changed over time, and a lot of this is due to environmental concerns with paints and so forth. You know, I'll tell you, I painted, painted one, well, more than one, but I did one car back in high school. Uh, my friend and I painted my Carmen Ghia in his garage. Mm-hmm. We had no idea what we were doing. We, we <laughs> We've all done it. Yeah. And uh, we borrowed a, a paint gun and we mixed uh, half of the paint was uh, Porsche Guards Red. The other half was uh, Tangerine or what they call Signal Orange mm-hmm. to make this kind of wild color. I think we got more paint on his mom's washer and dryer than we did the car. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I thought it turned out pretty good for what we were doing. But this is back when... Uh, Paint was pretty nasty stuff, and now mm-hmm. things have changed a lot. So tell us your perception of how paint has changed in the industry in cars these days, and has it gone in the right direction? Do we finally have paint on vehicles that's good, solid, uh, a good coating of paint, or has it just gotten thinner and thinner and thinner, and then we have to worry about this when we go to polish things? Uh, it, it, it's both of those, actually, that you okay. just talked about. Uh, the, the weird thing is that you can actually open up the car doors of some cars and look in the jam and actually see through the color if you put a light on it, and you'll see straight into the sealer. You'll see that your jams aren't on many cars, uh, and I'm not going to name who, because obviously for your reasons, uh, they, they don't go full coverage on the uh, on the jams just to save some material money. Yeah. Um, but the neat thing is, is that... Oh, gosh, it was probably 12, 13 years ago is when the manufacturers had started the trend moving into more water-based options in a way getting away from the solvents. So years ago, it was the lacquers and then came, uh, you know, the acrylics and then the urethanes came out, you know, along with the base coat clear coats and stuff like that, the solvents. And then eventually the water lines started coming in and, you know, through different regulations and whatnot, they're always trying to get more uh, – they're trying to get things better for the environment, obviously. Uh, sure. And, and water – is a whole heck of a lot better for you than solvents, uh, or better, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Than, than the solvents, or you know, Lord knows the, the old lacquers and whatnot. Uh, anybody who's ever dealt with any of the nitrocellulose stuff will, will oh, attest to that. Yes, um, I, <laughs> Happy I know a days. lot of you guys have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and brain cells dead too. <laughs> yeah, it, but it, it's it's a constant evolution of products. It's a constant evolution of of what we are as an industry, just trying to make a better product. Mm. Now, the neat things are is that with the evolution of water, is that you can get a lot crisper cleaner, more vivid color out of a water than you can out of the solvents. Um, one of the things, you know, whenever I was in the in the field painting, you know, doing collision work is that you could get this color, you know, this brand new car come in and man, that color just pops. It's gorgeous, you know, yeah. nice, bright, vivid red. And you're mixing with a solvent system. You're like, I cannot get that pop that this color has. What's the difference? Mm. But yet you can order that in just say, you know, Exalta, Chromax Pro or, or PPG Envirobase or whatever. And just going to that water, it's got that pop. You know, it, it's amazing. You know, when you're when you're trying to match it with the same material that's actually on it. So mm-hmm. matching a water to a water, solvent to a solvent, stuff like that. 
overall, it is, it's a much better product for the environment. You know, of course, getting into EPA regulations and whatnot. Uh, it's pretty much, to me, it's actually simpler to apply a water-based paint than it is to doing a solvent. Uh, you know, just case in point, you know, you've you've painted before, so you know you get in there, you know you adjust your gun, you get in there, you're starting, you're starting your passes. Well, typically, if you get it, you know, you're, you're doing a metallic or whatnot, you know, it might get a little mottled, which is, is a cloudy look for, for you non-painter guys. And it'll just kind of be ugly. Well, the neat thing with water is that you can stop, set back, and uh, let it flash there for just a couple minutes and then come back and do what's called a drop coat just right across it just hit it one more time a little bit lighter oh. and it'll orientate all of those metallics and you'll never see it oh wow so it's it's much more forgiving for the for the technician who's spraying it but you still got to get in there and tint the colors and match everything that that's not gone away <laughs> so it's all part of it. You mentioned something that was interesting to me. I bought a new car in 2001, and then I bought the exact same car three years later, another new car. And I remember coming home, and I opened the trunk, and the inside of the trunk was not shiny like the exterior of the car, nor like my 2001 car. And I actually called the dealer, and I said, these guys didn't paint the inside of my trunk. What's <laughs> going on? And he goes, well, you know, they've kind of changed. And it's what you said. Now, the door jams, thankfully, were shiny, and they still are. But uh, I kind of thought, well, that's kind of chintzing out for a very expensive car. But you start to compound that with all the cars they make. So I'm guessing what they did was they did, didn't spray the clear coat on. Is that what they did? It, it could be. And whenever you're getting into that kind of stuff, it, it's not like it's just sitting there exposed base. A lot of times, if it's a base coat by itself, it's you know it's an underhood color, stuff like that. Because right. sometimes your engine bays are a different color and they don't have a sheen to them. They're still catalyzed. They're they're still going to going to lock up and dry, and you'll be good. Uh, the problem is, is with anybody who's ever painted or dealt with it at all, you know, you know, a base coat uh, cannot survive without a clear coat whenever it's directly exposed to UV. Mm, so yeah. it can't just sit out in the sun. It'll always break down. You know, we've all seen the clear coats that break down. They chalk out, they crow's foot, they crack out. Well, as soon as you do that, next thing to go is the base and the base is going to go super quick. So yeah, that's where you see those, those, uh, I'll, I won't pick on a mark, but you sell those cars back in the, I think it was the eighties or nineties when all of a sudden big pizzas of paint were like coming off of the cars <laughs> the big vans roofs yeah, the vans the yeah, I, yeah i know exactly what you're talking about and i've just had to deal with them for some reason some manufacturers still have had issues with the vans whenever it comes to roofs and yeah, hoods yeah. I, I have had to redo more of those than i care to admit yeah it's, it's pretty <laughs> interesting process but it's the evolution of change and uh you know change just has to happen but a lot of the paints you see in the cars today though are, are pretty good uh higher-end cars of course and pretty rock solid which makes polishing kind of a problem if you've got scratches. Yes. Uh, you know, with, with everything, they're trying to get by with doing the minimum amount that will give them the longest lasting. And, and I think that's that's what everybody tries to do at the end of the day. You know, we're trying to get the best bang for the buck, what's going to last the longest without spending the, as much money as we can. We want to keep it as least as we can to get the best value, of course. And, you know, that's what a lot of the manufacturers will do. So if you get scratches or whatnot, sometimes you can just do a basic surface correction with, you know, a, a simple compound maybe some very light uh, sanding, you know, 2000, 2500, something like that and compounded polish. Uh, but if you've got to get more aggressive with it, you're, be careful. You're, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're, you're going to be burning through some edges and, and going to be causing yourself a lot of headaches. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk a little bit about what I like to call driving inspiration. Somebody in your life that's been very influential, very helpful to you, uh, a, a mentor could be. Is there somebody like that in your world? I have two. I consider myself extremely lucky whenever it comes to this industry because working in the body shops, you, you, 
people love what they do, but in the same sense, uh, you after you've been in it for a number of years, you know, you start having health problems, you start, you know, hating life a lot of times. You know, you, you talk to some of these guys who have been in it for a long time, they just don't like what they do anymore. And I have been extremely fortunate. This industry has been good to me and, and provided me, you know, good friends and two really, really awesome mentors that have helped guide me, you know, especially the last gosh, six, seven years of my of my careers. And one of them I want to mention is Tony Larimer. He works for uh, for Dan M, who is the SADA importer uh, for America. Um, what SADA is, it's a spray gun. Uh, they provide filters, fresh air, breathing apparatuses, stuff like that, uh, paint guns and whatnot. They're the only paint gun I, I have ever used. I, I love their spray guns and whatnot. But Tony won me over years ago because I was having... I was having some breathing problems, you know, being in the industry because you're you're around the chemicals all the time. And I just met him. I was at a PPG class and he took time to actually answer my questions and follow up with me after the class. And it developed into this friendship. And he's, you know, whenever I went back to went back to school to get my degree and whatnot, you know, he was influential in in the motivation and helping helping me guide along the way of m- slowly making the transition out of the booth and, and into a job where I can help other people. Um, just from there and then also in life but the other one has got to be uh kevin tates you know who was a previous guest on your show kevin (laughs) i met you know you mentioned it at the very beginning um i hosted a hosted a podcast called booth talk um which was basically a fireside chat you know we'd talk about all the different things that happened in the shop and the body shop and different colors and this and that and i would have different guests from the industry and whatnot and kevin came on and we just kind of hit it off from day one. And I wanted to start getting into doing more camera work and video work and this and that and how to present myself in front of a camera. Because a lot of times whenever you, you somebody hits the record button, all of a sudden people freeze up. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know, they, they don't know. I understand. You know, it's, it's a, yeah, exactly. It's the same thing, whether it's audio, video, whatever. And being able to pick his brain because he's been in front of a camera for 20 two years. And then before that, you know, he was in, you know, yes, he was doing auto body, but he also was on stage, you know, pursuing the rock dream that, you know, everybody has. And he was actually on stage doing it, recording albums, doing this stuff and performing. So he's been in front of crowds and been in front of people and doing video work for years and being able to pick his brain about these little things, these little nuances about how to breathe, how to relax yourself, how to present whenever you're on camera, what to do with your hands. Don't be Ricky Bobby. And <laughs> you know, it's all these things. Yeah. <laughs> but but being able to to have that friendship with him, um, you know, to help guide through the industry as well as just in my personal life. Uh, both of those guys, Kevin Tates, Tony Larimer, I owe so very much to them. And I, I am extremely lucky to be able to call them friends. Nice. Great to have good people around you. Let's take a short break and thank our sponsors. We come back. Let's talk about perhaps a big challenge. So keep that thought in mind. Keep the spray gun finger off the trigger. We'll be right back. I've teamed up with AutoGeek because, well, they've been the leading source of auto detailing products, accessories for more than 20 years. Their Pinnacle Sovereign Paste Wax is specially formulated from Brazilian Carnuba Wax. It's easy to apply on any paint surface and provides that warm glow that we love, especially me on my vehicles. You're going to love it too. A favorite of car shows countrywide, Pinnacle Sovereign Paste Wax from AutoGeek wipes on easily, requires no drying time, is easy to remove, and provides up to 90 days of protection against damaging environmental contaminants. This wax is designed to exceed the standards of the most discriminating enthusiasts and collectors. Go to autogeek.net to get yours for the best product selection on the internet today, along with their very skilled technical support. Autogeek.net. That's where I go for all my detailing needs. That's autogeek.net. 
Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARS yeah when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. We all count on skilled auto technicians to ensure that our families and ourselves are safe on the road. That an airplane will get me safely to my destination. That trucks are moving the stock to shelves of essential parts and things that we need. That's why TechForce Foundation's slogan is so appropriate. When techs rock, America rolls. I love that. TechForce is a charity of cars, yeah. And like all charities... They need our support. If you love cars and can relate to the young person's desire to turn their passion into a career, go to techforce.org today and donate or become a volunteer. That's techforce.org. So, Jeremy, let's talk about this, a big challenge you face in your career. You, you touched on one there, having breathing issues and realizing, you know, I need to change course here a little bit, but how can I stay in the industry I love? Uh, but maybe there was something else. It doesn't really matter. This is more about how that taught you a valuable lesson. So take us on a little bit of a, since we're talking paint guns, a runny ride. <laughs> well, you you actually hit it right on the money, uh, almost word for word for what I was uh, what I would introduce that for. Uh, I was in the booth and I started having some chest pains. Uh, what it was is I had started getting sensitized to the isocyanates. Uh, now the isocyanates are basically what comes in the hardeners for your primers, your clear stuff like that. Uh, and I was forced into using a fresh air uh, breathing system whenever I would paint. Now that's not a bad thing. A positive pressure, fresh air mask. Uh, obviously, you're only breathing in fresh air, other than the charcoal mass that we've all sprayed with for years, which is just sucking through a charcoal filter, the contaminated air around you. Obviously, yeah. one is better than the other. Um, you know, with that, it, it just kind of drove me to, I'm not long to be in the booth. I, I understand if this is happening with me being in the booth for 10 years at this point, I need to start focusing on where I need to go and what I need to do. And that's that's all, that's the, that was a driving factor for me looking at what options were available to getting out. Now, a lot of times whenever I would ask, you know, my local paint reps or this or that, oh, well, you can go into sales. You can do this. Well, I don't really want to be a sales guy. I, I, I don't push products to force somebody to buy. I don't, I don't feel right about doing that. Uh, but the neat thing is that I can talk about people. I can talk about the products. I can talk, you know, my, you know, I can talk my ear <laughs> off about about anything that I that I've used. Sure. And part of that kind of came across again, touching back to Tony, uh, Tony Larimer was getting into marketing and having the background in the industry. Maybe I need to look into doing more of a marketing aspect of things. Mm. And so mm. I went back to school. I got a four year degree. I got a bachelor's in oh, wow. uh, business and a concentration in marketing. Uh, Tony was a was a huge asset in helping me guide uh, guide me to that. Mm -hmm. And that led me to kind of jumping in out of the booth and taking the leap of faith with the Aggie draft. And they brought me in and it's been absolutely amazing. So 
just because you're faced with one thing, no matter what career you're in, uh, guys, I am living, breathing proof that you can stop and kind of pivot and still stay within the industry. But there's so many doors that open up within whatever industry you're in. And if you're in the automotive field, one thing I highly recommend doing at least once because it opened up my eyes so much is go to the SEMA show in Las Vegas. If you think you're at a dead end spot in the auto field, go to SEMA. <laughs> yes. You will see so much that's actually available to you and you'll never have one-on-one -on -one access to somebody as you will at SEMA. Yeah. So what you're saying, Jeremy, is you can teach an old dog new tricks. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I had I had to stop, you know, in in my mid thirties and, and pivot and say, okay, well, I'm deeply seated in painting. I don't know anything else. <laughs> yes. I haven't done it. Yeah. So I, I am proof that you can stop and do it. Even having, you know, being married and having kids, make a pivot as long as you just commit yourself to it. So I'm I, I, I urge anybody, if you need to, you can do it no matter who you are, what you're doing, you know, the age, anything, you can do it. It's an awesome, awesome lesson for everybody listening out there. And it's a big part of what Cars Yeah podcast is all about is showing people that there are ways to be inspired and to have fun in the automotive industry like uh, absolutely you and I are doing. Let's Talk about a special vehicle in your life, a car, truck, something that really stood out for you. What was that? And tell us about that ride. <laughs> the, the funny thing here is that I don't have the classic car story. I don't have the, you know, oh, well, I've got this 67 Camaro or a 69 Mach 1 or, you know, the GTO or the CT. I don't I don't have any of that. Mm -hmm. What mine is, is actually a lot more a lot more personal than just a project car that I've got. And it is an 86 F-150. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Not one that really jumps out to a lot of people, the old bullnose front end. But it was my dad's last brand new truck that he had before he died. And he had it uh, my senior year in high school, 2002, 2003. Yes, I am that young, guys. I apologize. <laughs> uh, looking back on it now, I can't believe it's been 20 years. So I understand time flies. But you know, his my senior year, he put, he ripped out the 302. Originally, it had the 302. That was the first year with fuel injection for the for the F-150s, and he yanked it out and dropped in a 351 Cleveland out of a I think it was a 70 Torino is what he got it out of. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and still still kept the AOD uh, transmission in it and whatnot. And it was nothing but problematic. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> now, now, the truck, you know, at that time, I hadn't painted it. I painted it for him in 2004, right after I had been in the industry for maybe a year and a half. And it wasn't the greatest, but, you know, it, he was happy with it. But at the time, and still now to this day, you know, the interior on this thing is super, super mint. It's not, the headliner isn't sagging. It's not cracking out anywhere. It, it's surprising to be, you know, 30 plus years old yeah. that it's absolutely mint. Now the paint has been, obviously has been redone, though it's not the factory wheels, not the driveline, anything like that, but it is a super clean truck that eventually I'm going to yank that same Cleveland that I wound up rebuilding and it was still problematic. <laughs> I'm going to yank it out and eventually put a late model uh, drivetrain in it just so I can crank it up and drive it. But to, to me, it means a lot because that's my last connection, physical yeah. con connection yeah. that I have to my father. Nice. Uh, well, that's nice to have that for sure. He's uh, smiling down on you. That's for sure. Let's uh, get into your head a little bit. Be a little bit of a car psychologist today. If you were, uh, let's say, reincarnated as a vehicle, manifested as a vehicle, what would Jeremy be? But more importantly, why? 
Oh God, I would I would probably be something like that eighty six F one fifty. Yeah, uh, just 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 coming out and you know you're constantly being worked on and whatnot. There there's constantly things that come up, and then eventually you know you'll get a hold of somebody that'll give you that you know that new heart transplant, give you that new lease on life, and uh, be able to to pursue other things. You know, keep on going down the road. So I would liken it just being whoever has a good project car at the house. You know, it, at one time it was good to go, and then it eventually got kind of worn down in what it was doing. And it just needed somebody to, to come through, um, you know, just to just to say, you know, it was uh, liking it back to to AccuDraft. That's kind of what uh, JB Haydell did for me. Uh, JB is uh, is part of AccuDraft. And he's been with them for a number of years. And I just got a phone call out of the blue from him. Uh, it was actually last summer and said, hey, didn't you graduate? Well, yeah, it's in the middle of COVID, so I wouldn't really call that a graduation. But, yeah, I yeah, did technically. Yeah. And uh, he goes, are you looking at getting out of the industry? Well, no, not really. I'm just nobody's hiring right now. This isn't really the greatest time to change jobs. But that's what he did for me is that he gave me that that new lease because he said, hey, sorry, not sorry. I passed your num- name and number along to my boss. You're going to be getting a call. And it all started from there. Wow. And I've got this new lease on on everything that's going on. So uh, definitely a project car that finally gets up and on going on the road. A reinvention, if you will. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, I like to ask about if our guests uh, or you today are interested or have a passion for helping others. Others. I know your brand is all about enabling people to do their jobs better. So in a way, AccuDraft is always giving back. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we actually just got going into is this this program with a chain body shop called Caliber Collision. Uh, they have a program called Changing Lanes, and what it is is helping out uh, military personnel that are kind of transitioning back into civilian life. Oh, cool. Um, and what it is is basically, you know, they offer training and whatnot, helping them learn the basic skills to, to get into the automotive trade, coming straight from the military. Uh, you know, we, we've got helped them to get set up with a booth and whatnot in, in uh, one of their locations, and we're going to start promoting that here soon. It's, it's one of those things of staying on the front of everything that's coming through the industry mm-hmm. uh, and just trying to help out wherever we can. You know, if it's a need that absolutely needs to be fulfilled, we try to get our design team on it, uh, try to engineer something that can be coming up, uh, whatever we can do to help out. And it's, it's been phenomenal. Where can uh, a listener that's interested in this go to learn more about Changing Lanes? Uh, Changing Lanes, you can actually just check it out through uh, Caliber Collision's website. Uh, I do not have it on hand, but definitely uh, you can Google Caliber Collision Changing Lanes, uh, and that'll be there'll be more information there. Cool. I'll put a link to that on Jeremy Shunner's page here on the Cars Yeah website. So if you're out there listening today, you'd like to learn more about that, which sounds like a wonderful program, you can find it very easily. Hey, let's talk about a great book that you've read that you think others should crack open and enjoy. Is there one that you'd like to share today? There's actually one that I'm working my way through currently. Uh, it's called Rich Dad Poor Dad. Oh gosh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's by R- uh, Richard or Robert, Robert Kawasaki. <laughs> I yeah. think it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I cannot. I, I'm going to butcher it if I try to say it. And I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but he's he's got a section in there. Um, it's called Work to Learn. Don't work for money. Mm-hmm. And just that in by itself, if you stop and think about everything, if you if you absolutely love what you do, you know, and it, it sounds cliche and I get it, but you'll never work a day in your life. And that's something that I absolutely love is that you can go in. Gosh, just just look at it this way, you know, so g- give you give you a story to go with it. So I spent uh, about a week, probably about a year and a half ago uh, up in Tennessee with Kevin Tates. We knocked out all of the body work. 
uh, on his C10 pickup truck that he was doing for hands-on cars. This was Project C10. Uh, it's a fully chassis C10 with a Nissan uh diesel motor in it, world's first mid-engine truck. We had a lot of uh, work that we did on that thing. But I didn't go up there to to make any money. I didn't get paid anything for that. I went up there to sit under the learning tree and learn and pick the brain and be able to just have that friendship and just learn more from it. Because you get the chance to, to better yourself. Why wouldn't you take it? Why wouldn't you have, uh, better yourself and take the chance to sit beside somebody who has so much more experience than you do or has has everything on a higher level than what you do? And just be able to, to ask them questions and whatnot. When, you're, when you have the chance to work beside somebody and actually learn, it's so much more valuable than the actual money that you would get paid from doing that because you can carry that a whole lot further. Absolutely. And I, I messed up Robert's last name. It's not Kawasaki. I had motorcycles on my mind. It's Kiyosaki. It's Kiyosaki. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Kiyosaki. There you, go. you know, his book came out long decades ago. I read that book a long time ago. And it's one of those things that have stood the test of time. And it really has. Yeah. It's a, it's a really powerful book for uh, young and old to read to realize there's all sorts of opportunities out there. So, and especially to look at money differently. That's yes. the key in how you earn your money. Let's talk about the ultimate drive, which I have the ability to allow you or enable you to go on the ultimate drive so you get to pick any car in the world i'm going to buy it for you you can go with anybody living or deceased and you can be driving anywhere so what does the ultimate drive look like for you jeremy ultimate drive is a coast-to-coast trip uh, eventually ending up at the SEMA show, you know, hitting get hit going all the way out to California and then kicking back. Yeah. And it's funny because this is not the first time that I've, that, uh, that this has been discussed. Okay. So I've already cool. got this in my head. All right. Uh, this is something that Kevin and I had actually talked about doing, um, was, was, you know, things that I want to do in the future is, is finish up a build on a car and then be able to take it cross country and then take it, just drive it straight out to the SEMA show. You know, I would love to take it, you know, just see all all the scenery that this place has, this country has. And then from SEMA, you know, it's a long way back to Georgia, no matter which way you go. So <laughs> yes. uh, you might as well head north and see as much stuff as you can. Just make a big old vacation out of it. Do you, have, do you have a vehicle that you'd love to do this in? Like a kind of car? If it was me personally and I had to choose, I'm a truck guy, but also I am a, a muscle car guy. Okay. And if I had to go just on one muscle car that I always wanted to have, it's a 69 Mach 1. I, I love the body style. I'm not a Ford guy. I'm not a Chevy guy, Dodge. Any, I'm a car guy. And to me, that the lines of that car is just gorgeous. I love <laughs> it. I love it. I love it. I would yeah. love to be able to take one in that. Now, if I'm just going to be carrying a lot of stuff, again, this goes back to the sport truck days. I'm going to get a two-door Chevy Tahoe. Okay. I love the two-door Tahoes. Any guys that are out there that are sport trucks, uh, into the sport trucks, you guys understand where I'm coming from on it. Uh, you can't beat a two-door Tahoe. All right. I don't know. I'm going to, I think I'm going to stick with the Mach 1. It's a little cooler. Uh, you can ship all the stuff you have to carry uh, exactly. and it'll be, wait, it'll be waiting for you in Las Vegas there at the SEMA show. So you've taken us on a fun ride today and I really appreciate you taking time to spend with me and sharing uh, a wonderful life you created for yourself. And you've taught us a lot of things that you can change. You can uh, double clutch and downshift and do something different uh, midstream, whatever you want to do. It's all open to you if you're just willing to work hard and, and make that change. Before I let you go, could you share maybe some words of wisdom? Uh, influential, inspiring mantra for us today? 
Actually, yeah. The first thing I can tell you is, is something that I tell anybody who whoever wants to do anything. Uh, it was something that was mentioned just in passing by a good friend of mine. His name his name is Tim Briggs, and he told me, you know, we were we were talking one day just about you know every single day he fails at something, <laughs> and I was like, what? He goes, no, that's a good thing. How how is failing every day a good thing? He said, Jeremy, if you're not failing, you're not learning anything. Every single day we fail forward. And I saw, and I just sat and I thought about it. And I was like, fail forward. He goes, yeah, fail forward. He goes, if you're, you can't take anything and learn from it and progress, you're never going to get where you want to be. Always fail forward. <laughs> it's a great way to think about things. And another way people have put it to me is if you fall down face first in your failures, when you get up, you're still a few feet forward. So that's actually true. Yeah. There you go. And I had a guest on the show that she said that her New Year's resolution was to pick a hundred things she could fail at. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really a great way to look at it because she went, I've never tried this stuff before. I got to give it a shot. I'm probably going to blow it, but I'll learn a little bit something. And it's a lot like painting vehicles. I learned a lot that car that I painted. I learned that I didn't have any kind of knowledge or skill set and that I needed to learn a lot of things. But unless you try something and you risk failure. Uh, yeah. So uh, that old saying that I used to go by and I've completely abandoned it. Failure is not an option. Failure should be an option. It should be an option. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How can people learn more about AccuDraft? Uh, you can go to uh, AccuDraftPaintBooths.com or GoDustless.com. GoDustless. I love yep. it. And All our, right. our, our social media is the same thing. It's AccuDraft Paint Booths on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Uh, if you shoot us a message on any one of those platforms, more likely you'll be talking to me on there. I'll be trying to point you in the right direction and getting you in touch with who you need to talk with. There you go. There you go. There's your opening. Hey, I want to do a shout out too to our mutual buddy, Kevin Tate's. Uh, for suggesting you, and I appreciate you reaching out to me to be on the show today. Jeremy, thanks for being so generous with your time and sharing your story with us today. This was a lot of fun. Next time I paint a car, I'm going to call you first. Until we talk again, I'll see you maybe at the SEMA show. I'll be there. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!